Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. We're in a season of mission as a church. And um, we've got the love mission over the month of April and May, the love our streets. And so we're encouraging uh, one another to get out there in our, in our streets, in our neighborhoods, in the southern suburbs, and just uh, look for opportunities to love on people, to share the gospel. And so, yeah, just very encouraged to hear about some things happening. And I'm actually going to share on that this morning. I'm going to share on... Provision for the mission. Sound good? It's the big idea this morning. So Marty and Karen have got a vision uh, in this season for reaching our streets where we live, reaching the southern suburbs. And I want to throw some thought that way. I want to encourage us again to uh, mobilize and, and be released and be sent out from this place to spread the gospel. Sound good? Come on. Amen. So I've got a few testimonies that I've grabbed off the um, board. Just encourage us what's going on. So good. Thank you guys uh, for those who um, have put put up some testimonies already. We've got helped um, a man on the street with a car that broke down. I'm sure he really appreciated that. It's always awesome. We've got 10 out of 10 pain level migraine was healed after praying twice. Come on. And... Last one I've got here, uh, reaching out to neighbors who regularly ask for prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Sound good. Wow. So very exciting to hear about that. Well, as a bit of a case study this morning of a city that got impacted by some missionaries, I want to share from Acts 16. So you might like to turn there. So, um, I've been reading through the New Testament. I'm up to the book of Philippians. And so, I actually revisited um, in the book of Acts when Paul headed over that way. It was during his second missionary journey. So, it was very interesting uh, in that he actually bypassed a whole region, the region of Asia, on his way to Philippi. And uh, we find here in verse 6 what happens. And so uh, I'm going to share some points. I'm going to share about that there's provision for energy, there's provision for opportunities, and there's provision for miracles. So firstly, um, we'll pray and then we'll get into it. So let's, let's go for it. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus for your presence here this morning. Jesus, you are alive. You're alive in us. The gospel is powerful. Your word is living. Lord Jesus, and we thank you that you are on the move in the city of Adelaide. And uh, we want to be a part of it. And so this morning, we pray for increase. We pray for momentum. We pray for expansion. Lord Jesus, Thank you for Harvest Australia Church. And everyone said, Amen. Come on. 
All right, so provision for the mission. So uh, we've got here uh, that, uh, a vision here that Paul had. So he was going to go into the region of Asia, but something happened. Verse 6. When, sorry, now when they had gone through Pyregia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to um, Mysa, they tried to go into, here's some interesting names, <laughs> Bethiah, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Trous. Verse 9, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after they had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Come on. All right. So Paul, as this uh, young minister of the gospel, had a vision. He had a vision of seeing uh, Jesus communities start uh, throughout Europe. And uh, he, he needed strategy. And he knew so well that he, his vision for this to happen actually needed to be in alignment with his vision. His vision, Jesus' vision. And Paul carried this life inside of him. He carried the life of Jesus inside of him. And uh, he was so sensitive to the life of Jesus, his spirit, in Paul's spirit, that he knew exactly where to go. He was navigated by that. And so you see that the Holy Spirit forbade them to go to um, uh, Asia. And so... He didn't go left, and the Spirit of Jesus stopped them from going up right. And so the way he knew, to, what he knew to do was to go forward, and he felt the supply of the Spirit in that. He felt the, the he, he knew the vision in that. Um, and so I want to encourage us this morning that Jesus is always pro his vision. So he's always going to back up his vision. So just to demonstrate, I'll get Jonah up here. Jonah, if you can come up here. And Tim, if you want to come up here with a bucket, come up with a tithing bucket. So a bit like this. So uh, Jonah can be Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's like Paul was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that wherever, and I'll, you, you lead me. That way, yeah. <laughs> that. He would just be walking with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit said stop, he stopped. When the Holy Spirit said go, he, he went. And when the Holy Spirit said turn this way, he turned that way. So like that. Now, there's another person involved here. The Holy Spirit. So Tim, you want to come from behind. The Holy Spirit's always going to, um, behind me, that would be good. No worries. <laughs> Back up and support and sponsor um, what what Jesus is doing. So you can pour some blessings on me wherever I go. There's a spiritual supply. There's a supernatural supply. Now, as soon as I veer from this vision that Jesus has, it's die vision and the vision begins to, it's that my vision will die. But his vision, because he's pro-vision, he'll always support his vision. And what I want to talk now about, thanks guys, give him a little clap, is that 
this uh, supply that I'm talking about to do this task of uh, growing and establishing, building these Jesus communities was just these couple of guys that would go out, co-workers, and they would totally depend on the Holy Spirit within them, totally depend on this supernatural supply coming through them from the Spirit of Jesus in them. And so they knew they had everything they needed. And uh, Paul later wrote to the Philippians, he said, And I know that this will turn out for my deliverance by your prayer and the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And I know that in, all th- in, in nothing I'll be ashamed, but in all things I'll, I will be. And he talks about being bold and, and Christ being manifested. And so, so wherever we go, we carry Jesus Christ, his spirit within us. This spirit uh, is the, is, carries all the elements of, of what Christ has done in his incarnation, his human living, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension. The Spirit of Jesus has all of those elements and riches within us that we can access and, and release into any environment that we're in. And, and this is empowering. This is energizing. And so we can be tenacious. And that's how Paul was able to do so much. So I just want you to think about what are you um, up against in this next season? What are some things that you're like, wow, I'm in over my head. This is a huge task that I have in front of me. Do you know within you, you have everything that you need? You have the Holy Spirit within you. You have the Spirit of Jesus. And as long as you're going with His vision and and in alignment with Him, He will sponsor you. He'll support you. There'll be heavenly resources at hand. There'll be kingdom authority to be released. And wherever you go, there'll there'll actually be supernatural um, uh, things that happen around you. This, from this supply of, of, of the life of Jesus. And so in this, he was very much led by life. He was very much practicing the presence, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so we love the presence, right? But we want to continue to uh, know him, the presence who is a person, the spirit who is a person. And wherever the spirit goes, he, he brings Jesus, he brings the Father and uh, so we, we're learning to talk to the life within us. We're, when we're doing His will, uh, we're blessed with success. Every step we take, we feel Him come alive on the inside. We feel the excitement of the Holy Spirit and the expectation of the Holy Spirit within us. There's a sense of vitality. But when we're out of step with Him, it's a sense of kind of like, like death or that feels dark or I've lost that sense of flow. Are you with me? So Paul was flowing. He'd, he'd flowed from J- Jerusalem. He'd flowed now going into the region of Europe. He was so aware of, of what was going on. Even though there might have been times he, he was feeling overwhelmed, he actually had the perspective of Jesus Christ that this was not going to be impossible, but there would always be enough resource. There would always, something would always happen. There would always be enough energy within him to fulfill this task. And I, I believe, guys, I just want to encourage you to enlarge your vision. Enlarge your vision for your life and even for this church. And don't say, I'm just going to settle here and be like, this is, this is where I feel my niche is. This is what I feel I can accomplish. No, I want you guys to think bigger. Let's get a bigger vision for your life, a bigger vision 
for, for, your, for this church, a bigger vision for the southern suburbs? What's possible to, in the Jesus community in this, this region? And uh, I, I just want to encourage you that as long as you've got his vision, you're going to be able to do accomplish mighty things. As Paul said, you know, um, you know whatever state I'm, am, I'm in, if I'm abased or if I'm abounding, I've learned to be content in all things because Christ gives me the strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives, strengthens me. You know, so I remember uh, in 2010 when uh, I was going up to Port Augusta to uh, teach and I knew that this was a mission. I actually had a dream that night of a little um, Aboriginal boy saying, come and teach me theology. I mean, how encouraging. So I knew that when I went up there, that I would, um, I would have the supernatural energy to go for it. I would have the supply of his spirit, the bountiful, overflowing supply to, to work hard at my job, but also to release um, uh, to, beyond that in my, my, on my street, in the supermarket, wherever I went in Port Augusta to begin to release the kingdom through myself. And that Jesus was actually looking at everyone I met through my eyes. And that his hands were, were superimposed on, on my hands. His feet were in my feet wherever I went. That Christ was being enlarged by Ryan Davis being in Port Augusta. Sound good? And so we, I was, went up there to strengthen and, and help build and grow Jesus' community up there, the church up there. And he blessed me extravagantly because of that. You know, I've found that I've all, spiritually I've always had more than enough. And physically, I've always had just enough. And I don't want it to be the other way around, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to just have, you know, a normal life. I want to have an extraordinary life. And I want to exercise my spirit. I want to manifest my spirit. I want to become so familiar with the person living inside of my person. I want to practice his presence. I don't want to just know this force in me. I want to know him in me. I want to know Jesus in me, his power in me, and talk to that power and just be so aware, that sensitive that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do you want to do today, God? And knowing that even if I've had a big week at work, that Saturday morning, I feel this life of Christ, resurrection power within me say, let's do this. Let's go for it. Sure, you can rest, but hey, there's, there's missions that I've got for you. There's, there's strategies that I have for you. There's things that I want you, to, want you to have a go at today, Ryan. And that was very much my experience in, in Port Augusta. It was awesome. So he will always uh, provide enough energy for you. Come on. So good. He will always, because he is pro his vision of building up local churches, he will always provide opportunities for you. And uh, verse 11, therefore sailing from Trous, we ran a straight course to um, Sam Morth race. And the next day came to Napolis. And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. 
And when she had, sorry, and when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded them. Awesome. So <laughs> Paul's rocks up in Philippi um, and he's looking for an opportunity and he sees um, an opportunity in this certain location where uh, people are already warmed up to uh, hearing about God. They were praying, hearing something about God. And so he's there and explains to them about Jesus and this businesswoman, Lydia, gets saved. Isn't that awesome? And so uh, looking for those opportunities, just think of your, getting really practical, think of your neighborhood. Who are people that have half a door open in their heart to hearing? Where are some spots where it's really easy to talk to people? Getting really practical. In the southern suburbs, where are people, where, where could you uh, engage in conversation with someone and just rock up and it be really natural and easy to speak to them? I just want you to think about that. And so uh, I love it. You know, uh, when, when I was um, at the playground yesterday with my girls, there was a Greek woman sitting down at the playground and uh, she was calling out, Lydia, Lydia, to um, her granddaughter, I think. And uh, I'm like, well, that's a sign. You know, I'd just been thinking about that. And uh, then was play, you know, playing with my girls and uh, uh, her, her um, daughter, I think, daughter-in-law probably was there with, with her um, kids and just started talking to them about them, about, about uh, you know, life and uh, introduced myself and it was really super easy and she just kept talking to me, you know. <laughs> I know Greeks can talk, you know, but just keep talking to me. Uh, and so I really rode that wave. An opportunity is a bit like, I don't know if there's any surface here, but you see a, a wave breaking. You think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually position myself on that spot just where the wave breaks, catch it, and surf that thing. And uh, evangelism is a lot like that, where it's, it's this practice. And the more we do it, the better we get at it, the better we learn how to ride the movement of the Holy Spirit. And so he will provide opportunities. And I remember Karen saying that let's pray for opportunities. Let's pray for those opportunities. Um, but let's position ourselves to, to see those opportunities happen. So, yeah, very simple point. But, hey, there you go. <laughs> let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we pray for opportunities in our neighborhoods, in this, uh, in this region, Lord. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you give us your vision, that you would lead us by your spirit, and, Lord, that you would uh, prepare divine appointments, Lord, for us to step into you. Thank you, Lord, in your flow, in your moving. It's really super easy. Thank you that you're going out and you're preparing hearts already, Lord. And we pray that many hearts would be opened to receive the message of the gospel, and many households would be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. So you can see God's into households. He, she and her whole household was saved. And so you uh, think of that. So um, awesome. Okay, next, uh, I just want to share that there's miracles that God will provide when the task seems impossible. And uh, what had happened to Paul and Silas was that they were uh, going about things in uh, Philippi and uh, this... Um, 
fortune teller business <laughs> was there. And the servant girl um, who was uh, known for predicting the future was actually yelling out, these men are telling you the way to be saved, you know. And Paul just uh, kept, you know, going about things, but eventually he commanded the spirit to come out. And one thing led to another, and this business owner was angry because now he uh, didn't have this asset available. And so he drags Paul and Silas uh, into the marketplace to the authorities, and the uh, magistrates uh, are there, and it causes a, a bit of a rampage. And so the magistrates whip them and send Paul and Silas to jail and say to the jailer, hey, maximum security for these guys. And so they go into some stocks and uh, they're there. And the Bible says, verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Come on, evangelism made easy. <laughs> so they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. It's not hard to share the gospel message. It's, it's Jesus. Believing in Jesus, you know, and uh, telling people about who Jesus is. And we see here that um, uh, then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his, his family were baptized. Now when he brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Come on, household again. So we've got a Greek business owner and now a Roman uh, household saved. And Paul's influence has expanded. But you just think of that moment. Paul's got this vision for Philippi. He remembers the Macedonian uh, man, come and help us. He believes that there's a Jesus community, a church that is to be established in that city. But things went um, uh, out of control and here he is locked up and bound. But that vision caused him to stay focused and, uh, and to position himself for the miraculous. His attitude in that moment was, I'm not going to actually uh, settle for this darkness, restriction, limitation, bleakness. I'm not going to settle for this. I'm going to resist this atmosphere. And so Paul and Silas began to sing, pray and sing hymns, having some worship, a bit of a session there. Now, they were in stocks, weren't they? 
And that same word for stocks in Acts that Dr. Luke uses is actually the same word used for cross. So they were positioned in this cross like uh, torture machine. And uh, in a lot of pain, having been whipped, there was probably squeak, squeak, rats like, you know, crawling across, having a munch on their big toes and, uh, and uh, odorous. You imagine that environment. But there they are. And Paul, he, again, looked to Christ within him, the supply of Jesus Christ, that provision within him. And uh, he had, in that moment, in that abased situation, had everything he needed, everything he wanted. He had an atmosphere within him that was not a jail, wasn't limited. He had Christ within him. And he said, you know, to the Philippians later when he wrote to them, I've learned that, you know, I can be abased. And he had said that, you know, I don't want a righteousness from the law. I don't need to look good in front of other people. I don't need to be this famous religious dude. I want the righteousness that comes by faith. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. And so even in that moment of being conformed to his death, you think of when people let you down, when situations seem like they let you down. Do you know what? It's a cross opportunity. And sometimes it feels like a cross. Sometimes it feels like suffering. But do you know what? In that moment of putting to death the flesh and putting yourself aside and surrendering to the purpose of God, surrendering to the supply of God, surrendering, I want your vision. I know you're going to come through, God. In that moment of cross, death, and having dealt, being dealt with by the cross, you carry the victory of the cross, which means that resurrection power comes through for you, and that means that it's going to be a breakthrough, and something is about to happen, and if you just position yourself and choose that attitude, something will happen every time, and that's why Paul later said to the Philippians, rejoice. He said, you know, he said rejoice, I counted six times uh, this morning when I was reading, this, this attitude of joy in the face of adversity and, and darkness and restriction and persecution and psychological barriers and afflictions. No, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to look at potential and possibility of what's happening in this Jesus community in this region. I'm going to look at possibilities. I'm going to expect possibilities. And he said to them, rejoice in the Lord to the Philippians. Later he said, rejoice. And then if you think I'm being over the top, again, I say rejoice. Come on. I'm talking about positioning yourself, knowing that you've got provision for energy wherever you are at to do incredible things. You've got provision for opportunities. Seize the moment, see the break, catch the wave. You've also got provision for the miraculous. And you know what? Prayer opens that up. Praising God, worshiping opens that up. Rejoicing opens that up. And the breakthrough comes. It's time to come against complacency. The devil wants to silence you. He wants to shut you up. He wants to shut you down. He wants to shut you away. But it's time to resist complacency because the devil comes and whispers to you, I want you to settle for this. Hey, this is good enough. Just settle. Don't try too hard. No, they were praying. They were singing. And the other prisoners were listening to them. 
It's time to make a sound and not worry about what other people think about you around you. It's time to make some expression. It's time to make some noise. Come on. Sorry, my voice is still breaking. Guys, it's, it's time to release it. Maybe that was prophetic. For higher frequencies. It's time to express yourself. Guys, it was a big mistake for them to put Paul and Silas in the same prison because they got agreement. Ha! Huh. They were agreeing with one another. They were in alignment with the vision of God. They had a dynamic going on. They were seizing that moment that they were in. And then in seizing that moment by faith, there was emotion happening in the atmosphere. There was a swell happening in the atmosphere. And what was happening in the spirit began to manifest in the natural and their miracle came forth. Boom. Earthquake. Everyone's chains got loosened up. And they had resisted that temptation to, to settle, to be complacent, to be mediocre, to be like everyone else. They had resisted that. You know, the Bible says that, you know, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. You think of temptations in your life that are trying to back you into a corner to shut you up. Resist it in the faith. It's not a sin to be tempted, but when you're tempted, just resist it. Do you know how to resist? Start praying. Pray and, and watch how to resist Worship Him. Resist, resist, resist. And he, the law of resistance. Ha. The law of resistance, re resisting the devil. He'll flee from you. And uh, I, I love it, you know, because um, as they were there, you know, it's like in the stocks, they were doing bench presses, you know, resisting this attitude, even though they weren't because they were seized up. But, you know, when we exercise, and when we exercise, it actually tears muscle, doesn't it? But then that muscle gets bigger. It gets enlarged. It gets stronger. And in the resisting in your life, in resisting apathy, in resisting mediocre, mediocrity, in resisting being worldly, in resisting the flesh, in resisting the enemies, in resisting the accuser, you are building up power, momentum, strength, energy, force. And you're getting character development that is powerful. I was hearing... Chris Valaton speak about this at a, a leaders um, uh, meeting that I had recently at Bethel. I wasn't there, but online, you know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, in the limitations that you have, and, and this is another gem that Bill Johnson was saying that I loved. He said, some people are, are really intense. And he said he was intense. And uh, I'm like, if he's intense, what am I, you know? But, um, but he said, you know, for people that are perfectionists, the kingdom counterpart is excellence. And I've known that. I'm like, that is so good. You know, sometimes I have to resist perfectionism. Okay, I'm going to take on an attitude of excellence. You know, for people that have a temptation to be uh, driven, I've got so much. I want to see things happen. I want to, I want to do great things to God. And, but sometimes we can go into, uh, into our good idea. It's not a God idea. It's, it's something that we're doing independent of God, not because of our dependency on Him. And it doesn't go very far. But what if the kingdom counterpart to being driven is um, actually this, which Bill Johnson said, being focused. You might be in a situation, it might be your health. It might be financial. It might be relational. You feel re restricted at the moment. I just want the band to come up. You feel limited. But what if, even though you feel that, and you may have had some failures, 
You might have had, made some mistakes. But what if this morning you choose to rejoice? I'm going to respond in the opposite spirit. I'm going to choose to be focused on Jesus Christ this morning. I'm going to be, choose to be focused on His Spirit within me. And I'm going to choose to start to develop that within me. Develop Him within me. Let myself become mature in the face of adversity. Let myself become uh, mature whatever's going on in my life. Because I know this is actually about Him. He cares about the church in Adelaide. He cares about the gospel in the city of Adelaide. He wants people to be saved. He wants whole households to be saved. He wants people to be baptized. I remember in 2000, I think it was in 2009, some friends and I gathered at Christie's Beach in the park area. And we didn't really know what we were doing one Saturday evening. And we were just there and we we're singing and we we're praying. It was in that barbecue area, the grass. And we we're singing out and you know, wanting to see a move of the Spirit, wanting to see something happen. I wasn't even living in Adelaide at the time. I'm like, Jesus, I want to see you move. I want to see a move of God. I want to see you, Jesus. I want to see people get saved, that sort of thing. We're praying, we're seeking Him out in the open, Christie's Beach, Beach Road. And, you know, then we're like, let's go do some evangelism. So we went up to McDonald's and I saw some really mean looking dudes sitting there and I went up to them and, you know, I said, hey, I want to talk to you about Jesus. And they just looked at me and one of them started going. <laughs> and uh, nothing happened that night. But years later, Ryan Davis in Port Augusta, he, he comes to church to get refreshed. One thing leads to another, ends up working in this place. And in Port Augusta, I said to the pastors, we want to move to, we're going to be moving to um, Morphaval, but we don't have a place. And it was really last minute. And they said, why don't you just stay in the place we've been living at? It's in old Ronella. You know? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so we, I literally would walk to work every morning. Started here. And in years that have gone by, I can remember, you know, at least 15 people that have been saved on Beach Road and Colonnades, Christie's Beach. 15 people I've seen, I've been there when they've been led to the Lord and gotten saved. I've even gone for a run and baptised a dude in, in, the, in the water at Christie's Beach. And then I was at the um, Adventure Playground. He's like, hello, pastor. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, but this is amazing. But it started that night when we just gathered and prayed and we sought the Lord. And we said, Jesus, Jesus, we believe in you. We believe that you can do powerful things, but I don't want to just settle in this. I don't, I don't want to just live in the past and the stories of the past and the great events that happened in the past in Adelaide and the great church eras that happened in the past in Adelaide. No, there's something more that's about to happen. And I'm telling you, I had a dream. And in my dream a few nights ago, I was standing here and I was saying, this, God is pro-vision. He's pro-His vision. God is pro His vision. And as I looked up, Brian Nelson was uh, standing right there and he was, he was uh, worshipping God. And, um, and I just remembered, Brian, that's an encouragement for you because the Lord showed me uh, that you really love this church and, and you're positioning yourself and, and there's going to be incredible provision that comes through the families of this church. I want you to stand with me. God, you are provision to us. Thank you, Spirit of Jesus, that you're in this place this morning. Thank you, Spirit of Jesus, 
that you are here, that you are, we want to see what you see in the city of Adelaide. We want to see your vision this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just finished with a verse from uh, Philippians. The end of Philippians, Paul concludes, he says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Ha. Ah. Let's just wait on him for a little bit. Lord, we thank you. Thank you you're moving in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your energy, Lord, that is moving in us, your enabling, your empowerment, Lord, that goes with the calling that each one of us has. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities and thank you, Lord, for the miracles. And I believe that there's miracles that are going to happen this morning. If you need a miracle in your body, come up the front right now. If you need a miracle in your finances, just come up the front right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Particularly these things are going to go after. But other than that, let's worship Him this morning. Let's be like Paul and Silas. Let's um, create an atmosphere of breakthrough this morning as we finish with this song. I'll just come along and pray for these guys. So it's good.